Rose and Joe want to get in on our conversation about antisocial behaviour. Joe, I'll get to you in a second. Rose, you're on first morning. Good morning. You were talking, are you listening to Terry Shannon about what was happening in Ballinlock and Douglas? Yes, I was, lovely, yes. And what did you want to say? Well, i be honest with you now, really, um, I personally, I think myself, really, of course the parents should be made responsible for all that. Of course they should. And the parents should also be made face up and pay up if they have done, if their kids have done damage. Now, my, my reason for really ringing is this. There's lads 15 and 16 who have finished secondary school and who are waiting to do junior cert and leaving cert in the next two years. They're saying they can't get staff in restaurants, in shops, mm. and th- these kids cannot be allowed, are not allowed to get a, a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see, I, uh, I, you know what I mean? They're not all blackguards. There's some lovely lads around, and they find it quite boring for three months. And they wouldn't do, uh, you know, and they would like a couple of bob. Yeah. But they, they, won't, they won't give them the jobs because of their age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have full employment and we have businesses crying out for workers, restaurants, like you said, restaurants, pubs, some shops crying out for workers. Yeah, these, and garden centres and all that. Yeah. But they're, you very, know, they're very young roles, like, they're very they're, young. They're not really. I mean, they're, they're some of them are mature enough to, to work a couple of hours. I know a few. Yeah. I know a few and they would be very, very responsible. And you can't class them all the same. I mean, you do, you do interviews and you would know who you'd have. You know, but I, I do think really and truly, like, there, it's a long three months hanging around. Mm. What else does they do like? I mean, they can't, if they can't spend a couple of hours doing a, 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 a job in some of those supermarkets, John stores, Marks and Spencers, garden centres, like I said, that are supervised by the people, restaurants, with, you know, families who own the restaurants. Yeah. They actually can. They have to go on holiday if they want to go on holidays together as a couple. They have to break their holidays to come back. One come back and the other go because they can't get staff. Yes, yes, yes. And you're saying there's pl- plenty of teenagers hanging but around, nothing to do for three months. There is, of course. There is, but there's hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can remember my first job. My first job as a teenager was in Roche stores. It was a summer job. I'd, I'd say I was 17, maybe 18. Yeah, yeah. But before that, I'd, I'd have been considered too young to work. Well, this, is, this is my point. But I don't see the reason why not. I mean, you you, you have responsible kids at 15 and 16. Oh, so would you employ 15 and 16-year-olds in pubs and shops? And I'm not talking about pubs. Well, we say shops. shops. I would. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Why not? I mean, why not? Like, I mean, they are responsible at that, and it's it's a, you know you'd make them responsible if you made them work. It's, it's a it's a point, Rose. It's it one that I haven't heard made in a while. Thank you, Rose says. Give them jobs. Let them work in shops. Let them work in restaurants. Let them work in garden centres. Give them a few hours work because Rose says they don't want to be hanging around. They want work and they want a few quid in their pocket. It's a point. Your thoughts. Joe, you're waiting patiently. Thank you. Good morning. Joe, on the the antisocial behaviour we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, good morning, PJ. Nice to talk to you. And you. Yeah, uh, we have a major problem with with antisocial behaviour in this country for decades now. 
Well, I think in the last, I think the last 10 or 15 years it's got worse. And the reason it's got worse because, you see, everybody don't seem to be afraid of the law anymore. And that's the problem. And they seem to have this thing where uh, we're better than everyone else. And I think the problem is uh, the Gaudi, no, no disrespect to the Gaudi, the Gaudi can uh, only do what they can do. Well, I think that they're, they're not prepared for this kind of behavior because uh, people now, they seem to be more violent now. They seem to be more aggressive yeah. uh, towards uh, authority. And I think where we were growing up years ago, even that we all we all done a bit of misdemeanors at our time, I think we were a little bit more cautious of what we done when we saw a guard. Like if we saw a guard 30, 40 years ago, we'd run a mile. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, when they see a guard, they kind of just go over, they barely give him a box in the head. And uh, I think that's what, what's wrong. I think that, uh, there, there's too much of a free-for-all. And uh, as that lady said there, uh, which made good points, uh, the parents are should be accountable for where their little Johnnies are. But sadly, mm. it's just gone out of control. Like in fi- at, fi- at 5 a.m., if, if your son, or quarter past five or half five, if your son is interfering with a car... And CCTV shows your son or your daughter even interfering with that car. Do you think that the guards should be going to the house and saying, come here now, what were you doing while he was out interfering with a car? Well, of course they should because, say, if I was this, I don't don't have uh, children, but if I was responsible for little Jimmy or whoever, uh, they are entitled to go to me or go to whoever to look into this because the parent that's responsible so like if um, if he's going down kicking the lift if he's going down kicking someone's door and not kicking the car in it's obvious that uh, the person in general uh, should be held accountable because who else is going to be held accountable there's no one else involved it's the person who's responsible for their for their little uh, darling or whoever should be held accountable of course yeah you think keep and make the parents responsible for the for the wrongdoings of, of teenagers. And what about Joe, Rose's point that maybe get them working, Joe? Yeah, it would be a good idea. But sometimes uh, could you trust them? Because you see, you could get them working sure, about two or three days later. They could go They could tear the place apart. They could be they could be robbing all around them. Because you see, the problem is uh, with people today, young people today in general. I think the biggest the biggest Incredible thing ever happened in this country in the last 20 years was the Celtic Tiger. Mm-hmm. I think it destroyed people. I think it turned people into some sort of a kind of uh, a, it, it turned people kind of like as if, oh, I have more money than you. I'm better than you. Everybody thought they were kind of better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that has rubbed off a lot of young people in the last 20 years. And they kind of think to themselves, oh, if uh, if such a person can do it, I can do better than them, you know. And mm. um, like Rose does make great points, and I think it it is important that these people are given some sort of responsibility. But uh, would you would like if you had a business, would you employ them? I don't think I would because I wouldn't trust them. Fair point, Joe. Thank you for making it. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. What about my two sixteen and a half year old and seventeen and a half year old? They're both working, and they absolutely love it. They come in home exhausted. 
They feel very grown up and they're learning all about life and work and money. They don't handle cash, but they help unloading lorries, they count things, they refold clothes after customers have looked at them, and they're an asset to the business when their own staff are taking holidays. It makes up the difference for the shop. It's just terrific. There's massive trouble up by us. There's only four guards around, and I'm thrilled to have my lads away from bad influences. Thanks for that. So we checked it out, and there is law governing the age at which a person can work in this country. Children under the age of 14 cannot be employed by law. Above that, then, it changes from year to year. I'll give you that and plenty more in the next hour. Yeah, what age were you when you did your first job? I was trying to think back myself. I know that my... My first two jobs, if I'm remembering correctly, my fr- I know I am. My first two jobs, I had a summer job in Roach's stores. In They used to have a parcel depot. When you do your shopping, your shopping would be taken down and kept in a depot downstairs. And you'd come back and collect it then when you were ready to go to the car. It was the parcel depot in Roach stores and there was a couple of great characters in there Decky and and Rocky and, and, and Eddie Cotter was it Eddie Cotter was it I worked in there for a summer and I was generally kind of an odd job kid as well it was around the cafe I used to change the milk in the machines in the cafe there was like a big sort of cart in the milk and you shove it in you had to start it the start I loved it and I, I was a teenager doing that I did that for, for a summer and I also worked out in Cuthbert's Bakery out there in Ardrostic in Bishopstown um, when was it Toddy Cuthbert was the gaffer out there what was his wife's name uh, and I worked there and I, and I look and I remember telling Toddy or his wife anyway years there I hated that job I hated that job so I used to work on the slicing machine alright uh, there was a fellow who used to come in in the morning for the collect his sliced pans for the bread van fell from the north of Ireland God, what this his name was but I got handy because I was always fixing things and mending things and the slicer used to give trouble so they ended up letting me on the slicer most nights because I could fix it I did identify the two or three things that could go I wasn't a kid I, the two or three things that could go wrong with the slicer I, I figured out how to fix how to fix them fairly lively so this this fella who was calling to collect his bread they let that jump fella on the slicer because he knows how, how to fix it. I had another summer job down in Bourne's Electronics long ago. But I was only a teenager, maybe much later teens in, in, um, in Bourne's. Loved roaches, hated the bakery. Loved Bourne's, definitely did. But what, was your, what age were you when you were doing your first job? Should kids be working in their teens is a question we'd ask. Rose making the point in the last hour, one of the things that might deter them from antisocial behaviour is they've, if they had a bit of work. Shops, garden centres. You know, get them get them working and get them spending a few hours doing a little bit. We checked on the law because the law would have been different, I suspect, when I was doing my first jobs or when Eamon was doing his first job and when Fergal was doing the first job. Fergal, what's this? what was your first job again? I know you told me long ago what it was. Under the protection of Young Persons Employment Act of 1996. So I was well out of my teens at that stage. Uh, An employer can't employ a child under the age of 16 in full-time work. So you can't work full-time 
until you're over 16. You can't work at all until you're over 14. And between 14 and 16, age 14 and 15, you can do light work during the school holidays. But you must be given at least three weeks work off in all of that. 15-year-olds can do eight hours work a week in school time. Hey. Yeah, so 14-year-olds can't work. But anybody over that can to a certain extent. Your first work, your first job, I'd love to I'd love to hear what it was. Shiona says I was 14 when I got my first job uh, picking fruit in Rathcormack. Yeah, I picked fruit as well in in Kilkenny actually. I used to spend a lot of my summer times in Kilkenny in a lovely place called Bennett's Bridge uh, with my cousins and they had a a farm there called Breen's and we used to go to Breen's at 5 o'clock in the morning picking raspberries but it was a complete waste of time because we ate more than we picked Phil you reckon young people are more capable than we give them credit for and maybe we should let them work morning morning PJ um, yeah I do actually now I started this you know when I was listening to the lady speaking about it Rose. I start Rose I started thinking about that that little girl in the jungle there in Colombia recently who brought three younger children, you know, who helped them to survive for 40 days. And I was thinking she was 13, right? But then when I was speaking to Emer, it suddenly occurred to me, I started working at 12 years old. No, I'm in my, Yeah, I'm in my early 60s now, right? So back then, obviously, the rules and regulations were different, but there was a local shop and I spent an awful lot of my summers working there and I would work there at weekends um, all year round. And I absolutely loved it. It gave me discipline, you know, about timekeeping and just a sense of responsibility. And it made me feel good that I was earning a bit of money to contribute at home because I'm the eldest of it. But um, then I went on to Roger Stores, same as yourself, at 14. So that I I left school. Yeah, well, you left school. And that was my first job. Right. So... I was well capable of doing that and I went on then and, and I have a career now. Mm. So you you know, you work your way along. You don't have to, you know, be how do I say the most academic person in the world. In your school days I appreciated education later, I suppose, in life. Mm. Mm. You, you, had, I, you went back later, did you? I did, I did. But like when I think of it, at twelve, fourteen, fifteen, I absolutely loved going to work. Mm. I loved the sense of achievement I suppose that I got from it yeah um, and and I learned so much and yeah. I think nowadays people are looking at their teenagers as oh she got love you couldn't make them work at that age mm. Do you know what I mean mm. they're they're minding them and they're I think you were talking about it there were you in the last few days helicopter parenting where they're yeah or, or the new word now snowplow parenting where you clear everything out of the way for them yeah and I mean that's just ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I got into trouble in Roger stores one day when I was lazing around doing nothing. <laughs> so, I, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to, there, was, there was a lady there, actually, I was working in the... If you've um, time to lean, you've time to clean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I was in the cafe, you know, the, the coffee bar, I yeah. think it was called. Uh, yeah, I used to change the milk in there, yeah. Yeah, so there was a lady there um, for donkey's years, and she was very, very stern, and she, she saw me one day standing yapping. Mm. And sure, I got my comeuppance for that. 
but she was actually a lovely lady underneath it all. Yeah. You know, I discovered that as I got older, but... Yeah. Yeah. That um, was like Eddie, in the, Eddie inside in the parcel depot. I was terrified <laughs> of Eddie. I was petrified of the man. She was... The, he was a dote. A dote, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think they probably have to hold a certain amount of um, authority over you, I suppose, to get you to do anything. Yeah, But yeah. like, I, I must say... Like, there were a lot of young people working in my day and probably in your day as well. And I think it did us good. It certainly did us no harm whatsoever. But I think it was so good for us. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you, Phil. Thank you. 0818 I think summer jobs for kids are a fantastic idea. Get them working for it. They don't have to work the whole summer holiday. But the secondary schools are off for three months. and There's no reason why they shouldn't work for a few weeks or a few hours a day. Get get them doing something. Make them useful. Get put some money in their pocket. Teach them that you know other people, other people will have different standards of them. Um, I did. I do remember being a teenager working in those jobs, and there were people that I was terrified of because they were the boss, and you didn't want to get in trouble with the boss. But one thing I learned at that stage as a teenager was in life, you will meet people who will give out to you. Heck, still do it. Um, Bernie, I think it should be made law and put into the education system that teenagers should have a variety of jobs throughout their teens in the summertime. I was 15 when I got my first job working in the kitchen, cleaning the dishes in a hotel. I think everyone is capable of working from 15 onwards, says Tracy. Got my first job when I was 15. I'm 19 now. Do you remember the big pull-out ovens in Cuthbert's PJ? I do. Do you remember the steam room where they used to rise the, the, the bread? And there was lads out there then and they used to make it all by hand and they'd be rolling the different shapes and tossing the bread around into the... Yeah, I loved, I, 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 I loved it and hated it at the same time depending on what task I was on at night in, in, in Cuthbert's. Yeah, I do. D, you were, you were what age were you? Line four? For what age? Fifteen. Fifteen. Where were you working? Cashes. The cafe in Cashes. Right. I hated every minute of it. Did you? <laughs> who, who put you in there? There was two of us started the same day and the other girl happened to be a farmer's daughter. Right. <laughs> she bought the manager fresh eggs every day and fruit and vegetables. She got all the cushy jobs uh-huh. and I got all the horrible jobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... and, and like what I mean by who put you in there like did your parents say right well my mom said if you can get a job you can leave school but other than that no you have to stay on at school so I made sure I got a job (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and And, uh, one day I couldn't take it anymore and I got on went up took my coat and my bag went up to the top of Patrick Street got on the number six and came home on my break (laughs) (laughs) and I told her what did I thought I was never going back again. <laughs> so she said, well, you have to go back to school. So I didn't go back there. I couldn't. I hated it. <laughs> what, you hated the job or you hated school or both? The job, both. <laughs> so so did, did you go back to school? No, I got another job. <laughs> Where'd you go then? It was uh, it's gone now, but it was initial towels. Do you remember the pull-down towels? I do. That was another one of my jobs in Roche's stores. I, I had oh, a key. God. I had a... Oh, they, nice. they used to open, the, and I had a key, no. and my job we in the morning... We were dealing with the yeah. dirty ones. <laughs> oh, well, I know. I had to take I had to take the dirty ones out. 
I but did. if you saw what we had to do with them, we Stop. weren't given gloves or anything. God, yeah. We had to unfold them. But you know what? God, we're, we're going to be accused of, of talking about the, the past now, but those towels, you know, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no air dryer, there's no paper towel, there's no nothing no. will dry your hands better than one of those clean I towels. Know, yeah. I know. <laughs> but just when you open it, you start blowing the noses in, and then you were in trouble. Like that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop. D, thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. My dad had a bread round. Says Mick, we used to go to Cuthbert's around half five to fill the van, and we start delivering it to houses and shops. And then I'd be dropped to school at nine. I was late every day. A headmaster used to be waiting for me. This started in 1980. I was 12, says Mick. Was that? Yeah. I know. The man who used to collect the sliced bread and who spotted me getting handy on the slicer with the... I was only a kid. I should never have been let do it, but I did it because I could. And um, when the slicer would get jammed, one of the things used to happen that the bread roll, the roll of, pre- of wrapper used to, used to get caught... And I and I figured out how to free it and make sure it didn't get caught again. I think Cyril was the guy who used to come for his bread and every single morning the flipping slicer would jam. So they said, leave him in there, he knows what he's doing. I have two kids who work but won't pay their way, so I told them pay for college out of your own wages. Regards for that. Yeah? Whatever you do with your money, I the younger we're looking for people who what was your first job and when did you do it? And what were you doing? Fergal says his first job was a computer program, computer programmer in Mosses in Academy Street. Mosses, Mosses, Mosses. Was that the arts and crafts? Mosses in Academy Street over the Green Door Bakery. I remember the bakery. I was starving for the first six weeks, says Fergal. Then I couldn't look at cakes or bread for months because the smell of the cooking went through the aircon. All the baking, you could smell it up to the air conditioning. <laughs> 0818-969696 First jobs Rita, where were you and what were you doing? Good morning Hi PJ, how are you? How are you? I know that voice <laughs> How are you Rita? What was the first I, thing? What was the first job you had? My first job was picking tomatoes in the gas houses in Five Mile Bridge myself <laughs> and my sister and you see at the time my granduncle was living with us so we used to go off with him and work away all day picking the tomatoes. I think we used to get about three pence a bucket. I'm showing my age now, yeah. Well, what, what, and what, yeah. What age were you? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. And my sister was a year and a half older than me, so right. the two of us used to head off, and we did it, I'd say, for three or four summers at the time. Right. And she, we were happy out to do it, do you know what I mean? Three, three pence a bucket, and how many buckets would you fill? Oh, between a good few buckets, you know, maybe, I don't know, about maybe 20, 30 buckets, wow. you know, cause, but then you see they'd be freshening, freshening every day because they'd be green tomatoes that's right, today that's right, that's and two right. days and they'd be red and they'd be lovely. Sure you, if you were coming away with a pound a day at 12, you were doing all right. And, we <laughs> and it was probably better. I was trying to pick strawberries in Rathcooney and I was trying to pick pick raspberries up in Breen's in, in Kilkenny and sure, I was only, I was only killing myself with, with, with fruit because... You'd eat. I eat half the bucket, but but you would half. you you wouldn't be eating half a bucket of tomatoes, would you? Oh, absolutely not. No. It <laughs> <laughs> would. We come home then in the evening, and then I I thought they gave me a taste for work because my dad used to grow potatoes, so we used to pick the potatoes with him. Then, but there was a lot of messing and fooling going on. But is there anything anyway. nicer? Yeah. 
in the world than a fresh spud from your own oh. field. Nothing. Oh, you used to be sampling. Nothing. And the tomato. Yeah, you'd have been roasting in a glass house too, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, 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 absolutely. But then, I, you know, after, I suppose I got a taste for the work, so I just didn't like school at all. And I left after my interest at the time, and I went to the College of Com doing a course, and uh, doing my leaving search, and doing um, a secretarial course at the same time. And come Christmas, I knew this was not for me. So I told my mum I went to the leave school, and of course she said, if you get a job, you can leave. Mm. So I got a job in Liam Russell's bookshop, you know, Liam oh, Russell. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I worked there then for the next number of years, happy out. And I got married when I was 19, and I continued working there for another year or two. And then I got a job in the bakery, you know, Amberley's. I do well. Of yeah. Farmers Class. So I that's do well. Up the road They're still there. They're still there. Yeah, I worked for them. Well, it was Mrs. Palmer had at that time. And I worked there then for another number of years. Ah. Until I had my son. You were moving, and then, you were moving closer to home, weren't you? <laughs> moving closer to home, yeah. And then I stopped working after, when I was expecting him. I stopped working. And then after, when he went into his school, I went to my Mrs. Palmer and I said... My maternity leave was up. Can I come back? But well, he wasn't senior infants, no, at this stage. Oh, do, she said. When can you come back? So I went back then until I had married. And then I gave it up then again. And when she was in school, then I continued on working with my husband. He fits kitchens and wardrobes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was helping him then. You're, so you're, and you're, You've been work, work, working all your life, Rita, since since your first job picking tomatoes at the age of 12 in a glass house in five miles. Wouldn't you be roasting in the summertime? Quartz 96 FM.